0: need to know cultural snapshot of wisconsin and beyond this is
1: what's on tap with sandy max a deep dive into all things intriguing riveting and entertaining and now your host for the evening here's
0: sandy max good evening welcome to the very first what's on tap of 2024 i'm so glad you are here and I'm still excited about this show. This is a show where you get to hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. I'm Sandy Max, and on the show tonight, cervezas and cocktails. They are part of our social culture here in Wisconsin. Dry January is happening, and even if you're not going dry, you may have friends who are trying out backing off the alcohol this month. Well, tonight we're going to learn the best non-alcoholic beers as ranked by a Milwaukee brewmaster. And there's one day left to have fun with a pharaoh in downtown Milwaukee. I'll share my review of the Beyond King Tut Immersive Exhibition, plus uh, play a very appropriate song to go along with that event. See if you can guess what that comedic song might be. But right now, let me introduce you to one of our master brewers in Milwaukee from Gathering Place Brewing Company head brewer, Matt Siz. Matt, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. Happy New Year. I'm really glad you're here because I am doing dry January. You as a man who makes beer, are you doing dry January this year?
1: Not this year, no. Uh I would say I'm doing more of a light January. A damp January. A have you heard that phrase? I have indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all need um you know after Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's just a little lightening of the the drinking.
0: A little reset button. A little reset, if you choose. Yeah, and and the damp is the lightening. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was such a funny phrase because going cold turkey on anything can be a challenge, and I'm doing Dry January not as a challenge, more as a curiosity. And I was talking to your lovely bride, who is a friend of mine, <laughs> in November, telling her that I was thinking about participating in Dry January for my own health reasons. Who doesn't want to sleep better? Let's try that out. Have brighter skin. Heck, I might even lose a little bit of weight. You know, just see if there's, how how I could do it, how far I could go, and just try that, and also share that experience on the air for other people who are thinking about it. Um, but she said, you know, my husband did Dry January, and he created a list of his favorite non-alcoholic <laughs> beers, which I was very excited about. I'm like, that will be great to share with the WTMJ fans. And she was like, well, you, you don't know what my husband does for a living, do you? And I'm like, what's he do? Well, he's the Head brewer at Gathering Place Brewing Company. I'm like, <laughs> a man who knows beer, first of all, did dry January. And second yeah. of all, your taste buds ranked the non-alcoholic beers, your favorites. So we are going to share that in the next few minutes. Sure. But I want to know, can you tell me, how How do you become a head brewer
1: that is the million dollar question, there you go. isn't it?
0: <laughs> is it something you always wanted to do, or something you've discovered recently?
1: Uh, I would say, you know, uh, it's something you discover over time. I think most people in the brewing industry uh, start home brewing. Um, we all it's have a fun hobby, sure. Fun hobby, yeah. You know, and I guarantee every one of them was in college, right? Mom and dad <laughs> got them a, a home brewing kit for Christmas, and uh, that's where a lot of these breweries were born. Um, but for me, it you know, I grew, I, you know, I had a fine arts background in college, um, and it took me a while to realize that, you know, when you're a kid and you're creative, they give you a paintbrush, right? That's mm-hmm. the, that's the easiest way to go about. Or it. a
0: pencil to start drawing. Yeah. Yep.
1: Or singing or music. Um, it took me a while to realize that where I was truly creative was in designing beer recipes, brewing beer, and that was really my creative outlet. I I have always said between
0: food and beverage, and you talk about mixology. These yep. really are creative areas that blend that science as well. It's yeah. I love that you are calling this a creative process because we keep talking about what's on tap, culture, and creativity. I think yep. sometimes people think you say fine arts, and I'm sure people are like uh oh. Uh-oh, he wanted to be a ballet dancer or he wanted to be in the, <laughs> the symphony. It, it just it covers so much. So I love that this is a creative expression for you. So how did you figure out you might be able to actually make a living at it?
1: Uh, with a lot of patience <laughs> and a lovely bride at home that was able to uh, support my endeavor. It's a dream, sure. It's a dream.
0: Yep. And, and in Wisconsin, we have so many wonderful craft beer places, craft breweries. So it's not like, Hey, you know what? I've cornered the market on this. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the only one. So it seems like quite a scene. So are there, what was your path to be, to get to gathering place?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, we talked a little off air, you know, with being in fine arts and I did marketing and design. Um, You know, I worked at Summerfest for three to four years. Um, and then from there, I, you know, there was an opening over at Third Space Brewing over in, um, in the valley there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got so much respect and love for those guys over there. They're doing amazing things. Um, and I was able to get my foot in the door there. And then I was there for the past almost five years. Um, and then I was just ready for some new, uh, creative challenges. And, um, there was an opening over at Gathering Place. And so I've been there since, geez, it's almost been a year now.
0: it's a real opening you are the head brewer yes that's exciting what yes you come up with all of the different recipes
1: uh some of them yeah so you know the brewery itself is uh coming up on seven years old um and so you know there's definitely legacy recipes that uh are carryovers from the previous head brewer um you know it'd be like all right you're not going to get rid of Miller Lite. I was just going to say, you're, you're not going to new... disappoint your fans. Talk about yeah.
0: Summerfest and music. You still yeah. got to play the greatest hits yeah.
1: while also introducing the new yeah. songs that are right. Yeah, you're so the, the brewery very much started off with uh, European inspired um, beer. So Italian Pilsners, German lagers, that kind of thing. Um, I would say since I've taken over, we're definitely pushing more towards more modern things, you know, IPAs are the craze, right? That's yeah. what everybody wants. <laughs> um so we're doing a nice blend now of of, you know, still staying true to our roots but also still venturing out into new things.
0: Creative flavors. Well, yeah. I love that you are here, Matt, and because you are a head brewer and you know the ins and outs of creating flavors and sensations of beer. I'm very excited that you will share your top five non-alcoholic beers that you researched during (laughs) your January, your dry January experience. So stay with us. Gathering Place Brewing Company's head brewer, Matt Siz shares his top five non-alcoholic beers to help you get through dry or damp January. Next on WTMJ. Beer for your horses. Bumper Music. Thanks to producer Tommy. Tonight on What's on Tap, I'm Sandy Max, and we are talking about Dry January. And in the studio with me is somebody who knows beer. He is Gathering Place Brewing Company's head brewer, Matt Siz. But Tommy, I wanted to ask you, I'm trying Dry January. I'm uh, four and a half days strong on my streak so far. Uh, Are you doing Dry January?
1: Uh, I'm not, no. I I don't think I'm really a dry January kind of guy.
0: <laughs> well, not with that attitude. <laughs> you no, <not. laughs> if I
1: if I uh, if it happens, it's because it's involuntary. Didn't mean to. I mean, I don't think I have a problem. We're not we're not going to go there. But
0: oh no, uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's just more. I think it's sort of a reset button. Like there's no shame in the wet January. Mm. Just curious because everybody makes their choices and didn't know if you had any. I, I did not choose
1: to not drink. If I don't drink i didn't drink i choose to drink <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense do we follow was, that Wow,
0: that was circular okay. that was all that right. was very, well but thank you tommy thank you for participating cuz all voices and perspectives matter here and when you've got
1: a head brewer i know that you're not so you are not doing dry january this year i am not but uh tommy i'm with you um, if it wasn't for my wife and i keeping Um, our son's pregnancy under wraps we would not have done dry january wow Uh, the secret revealed more of a solidarity type of thing (laughs) um how do you not tell people you know we were very early in the pregnancy so it wasn't really time to tell people but um she was like you should do dry january and i was like that's actually a really good idea because if we both do it then no one will ask yeah are you pregnant and
0: then, and then you learned. Did you learn anything else from your dry January experience other than what we're going to reveal your top five non-alcoholic beer
1: uh, choices? I, I would say, you know, it's dry January is, is a good reset for people. Um, as I said, like the holidays, I just feel so bloated after the holidays that I'm like, even if it's just for like two or three days, I just want to consume nothing but water, you know? <laughs> Get hydrated. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, you do sleep better. You have, sometimes feel more energized. Um, but you as a brewmaster, yeah. is,
0: is there a difference between a head brewer and a brewmaster? Am I misusing uh, those phrases?
1: I would say it's semantics. Okay, because um, brewmaster sounds, aha ha Dungeons & Dragons sounds very impressive. Yeah, typically what you would see is that at a brewery, mm-hmm. um, Typically, one of the people that has started the brewery is uh, the head brewer or the brewmaster. I would say those words are kind of used interchangeably. Okay, um, I didn't
0: want to be insulting anyone, or just every time I said that somebody out there is cringing and going, "He's not really a brewmaster." No, he's a he's the head brewer. A Sa- gathering place, Sandy. You can yes. call me whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're my guest. I'll I'll treat you well. But but I'm thrilled you're here because when I found out that you had created a list during your Dry January of Top non-alcoholic beers for flavor, it means something because you are creating craft beers all the time and you know what the sensations should be like, the effervescence, sure. what what it should smell like, what it should look like as far as coloring. So I am very interested to know as people are doing dry January maybe going out this weekend, what non-alcoholic beers can you most recommend? Number five um, a drum roll. <laughs> drum roll <laughs> i didn't ha- i didn't prepare a drum roll <laughs> number five
1: uh so just to preface this list a little bit okay um, oh no disclaimers disclaimers um for me all of these kind of have a time and a place right if you're out okay. with friends if you undo certain things um for me i'm a i love lagers i love a crispy pilsner um so you will see some of that reflected sure. in my list
0: well any list is subjective
1: yes you know Okay, so um, number
0: the, oh oh another disclaimer, another another, another criteria,
1: another criteria. Um, yeah, a lot of these decisions too for me were based on uh, availability, freshness, price point. Um, well, you had categories and rankings. There, there's so many things. I'd like to, to see consider. your spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but number five was uh, hopefully the Wisconsin faithful doesn't hate me, but Bud Zero. Really, it's crisp. It's a four don't change the
0: channel he has four more
1: <laughs> um, it's it's just what you think of when you think beer right uh light beer easy to drink um number four for me uh kind of a disclaimer is not a beer, but it's a hop water um Laganitas makes a product called hop fresher I believe is what it's called um super refreshing I mean as the description is, it is hop water, so it's basically um, This is a
0: new term for me, because I'm going to tell you, I've been posting on social media my progress, and uh, there's a fan and a friend of mine named Chris who definitely recommended the Lagunitas Hop Refresher because it's hop water, and hop water is a whole new phrase to me. Can you explain what hop water is compared to a non-alcoholic beer?
1: Yeah, so easiest way to describe it would be like a LaCroix, um, but instead of you know, whatever natural flavors they're adding to it. Um, It's some sort of dry, dry hopping is added. Okay. So kind of like you would have an IPA where you get that hoppy flavor. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that same kind of thing, but in a crystal clear water that has no alcohol in it.
0: Interesting. And yep. you, you enjoyed the Lagunitas.
1: Yep. Hop refresher. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: number mm-hmm. th- three is uh, Sierra Nevada has a IPA. That's a uh, non-alcoholic. Um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, their, you know, kind of flagship, uh, normal alcoholic beer. Um, I love it because anywhere you go, it's always going to be fresh. There's enough product turnover. Um, but their, I, their non alcoholic IPA is really nice. All right. Number two. Um, got to throw it to the local guys. Uh, Lakefront, their East, uh, east Side Dark, um, which I really like. It's going to be, um, you know, it's a dark lager. Um, I like porters. Yeah. I'm a so big you, porter you would, fan. you would definitely like this beer. Um, I'm very much a seasonal drinker, so during the winter months, I crave the heavy, dark things, mm-hmm. and during summer and, and fall, I kind of lean towards the crispy, refreshing Pilsners and Lagers. Um, and then my number one, um, which, Sandy, I told you a little bit, uh, backstory on it, but Coors Edge. Is my number one NA beer, and why do you say that? Uh, it's well, cri- it's crisp, it's refreshing, but um, it also helped the Milwaukee Bucks win a championship. So <laughs> that was the story.
0: Share your story again, because I cannot believe. Again, a brewmaster that you would have chosen to <laughs> stick with a non-alcoholic <laughs> beer during this Im- important time. Share your Milwaukee Bucks viewing story and the yeah, Coors Edge.
1: Yeah, Coors Edge. Um, Street. So this was actually uh, previous to Dry January. This was because the Bucks won it in uh, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a friend's house, and they uh, his his wife actually might have been pregnant at the time, and so. Um, They had some Coors Edge in the fridge, and it was the game seven against Brooklyn where Kevin Durant's toe was on the line. I remember
0: the toe, the big toe uh, game.
1: And I had a Coors Edge, and the game just turned. Like they started doing really well. So I was like, I was like sitting in a spot on their patio, and I was like, I can't move. Like any good game, game superstition. Superstition. How
0: yeah. funny. So maybe it's a sentimental favorite as well. Maybe. <laughs> so that, that is your top five non-alcoholic beers as ranked by Head Brewer at Gathering Place Brewing Company, Matt Sizz. And uh, I want to wrap up by saying thank you very much for being here. And you also have a fun event planned for Saturday, January 20th at the Tosa Taproom.
1: Tosa Tap Room, yep, on North Avenue. Um, yeah, we're having a N.A. Soiree. I like the um, name. By no means does that mean you have to dress up. It was just kind of a more uh, play it on rhymes, words. It rhymes. Yeah, it <laughs> rhymes. Um, but yeah, we're going to have we're going to be releasing two different hop waters for people to try, and then we're going to have some local and some national um, other NA beers and uh, NA products for people to try.
0: Wonderful! And those uh, hop waters, Calypso Lime and Eureka Grapefruit. Yep. Good names. Good titles. Gathering Place Brewing Company, Matt, says thank you so much for spending time and for helping uh, some of us uh, shop for non-alcoholic beers to stretch out our dry January as far as possible. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. And we will be back in just moments with more on News Radio WTMJ.
2: I've been trying to leave it all behind.
0: That is the lovely voice of one of the original Celtic women, the Irish band. Her name is Chloe Agnew, and last month at Milwaukee's Irish Cultural and Heritage Center on Wisconsin Avenue, Chloe Agnew performed a Christmas show, and she was just lovely. She took the time to chat with me about her Christmas concert and uh, some other fun tidbits. You can hear that chat on the What's on Tap podcast on WTMJ.com or wherever you get your podcasts, and some of those other fun things that she had to share. Well, she was born in Dublin, and is a true Irish lass, and uh, this was one of the, my favorite parts of the conversation. Someone was going to Ireland because, which, by the way, I'm very excited. I'm bringing a group of WTMJ fans to Ireland in May. If somebody yay! was, yay! I,
2: know. I, know.
0: So so I can't wait. What You're are Because you. you grew up in Dublin, what are what are just maybe three tips for anyone going to Ireland?
2: Well, the first thing is bring a rain jacket (laughs) because you have no idea the weather in Ireland could change at any moment. So particularly at that time of the year, we're coming into nicer weather, but it can be unpredictable with May showers. So that's my first tip is to bring a decent rain jacket with you. And good walking shoes. You know, any of the cities or the little towns that you go to, there's so much to enjoy by just walking and enjoying yourself. Um, some of my favourite things to do, particularly in Dublin, um, the Guinness Storehouse has just been voted as the number one tourist attraction in the world, which is incredible. So it's the home of where Guinness is made, and it's, it's quite an an incredible tour and just such a beautiful place to see. Um, and Grafton Street, the main city, the main street in Dublin, is one of my favorite streets to walk down. We're one of the, the few cities that you can legally busk in, so you hear the most incredible talents and voices and musicians on the street, all busking and singing on any given day, an hour, or night. It's always fun to hear. And some of the, the most amazing singer songwriters, the likes of um, Glenn Hansard. Jeremy kennedy all got their start performing as buskers on grafton street so that's always a real highlight for me and then obviously if you get to the west of the country the cliffs of mower have to be seen to be believed they're just so stunning they really are and uh I always make a point of of trying to sort out a little pub for yourself that you can find that, you know, you go in and you'll you'll soak up all of the real Irish traditional atmosphere of the locals in with tourists and pubs. You know, there's some great pubs dotted around Ireland that you can hear live music in. There's one in Dublin called the Cobblestone, which has live traditional Irish music seven nights a week. And um, they're really, they're some of the best, traditional Irish musicians you'll hear so you can go in and enjoy a nice drink in there in the warmth with with some traditional Irish musicians and there's lots to do I always encourage people as well to talk to the locals in Ireland because we love visitors come in. it's what what our country thrives on and we were very proud to to show off our our country to people so you'll have a ball i'm so looking forward to hearing all about your travels you'll have a great time
0: chloe agnew an original celtic woman and it's one thing for me to tell you how much fun it's going to be but She's a true Irish lass, and it was just so sweet when I told her, like, hey, I'm going to be coming over. She, you just heard the enthusiasm in her voice. So uh, Ireland is calling. You don't want to miss it. I'd love to travel with you. If this sounds like a fun trip, not just Dublin, but we'll also enjoy Galway. You'll chow down on some full Irish breakfast. We're going to go to the Cliffs of Moher that she was just talking about and be up on O'Brien's Tower looking over the water and over the cliffs. Also, the Dingle Peninsula, the Cove Heritage Center, if you want to look up your family's history and just soak it all in. And, you know, it's going to be springtime. It's going to be green and beautiful there in May. And, of course, we have to go to the Blarney Castle and stop at the Guinness Storehouse. If you're interested in joining me on this trip Steve Bertrand Travel will make it easy for us, then I would love to send you uh, the brochure. You just email me, sandy at wtmj.com. It's S-A-N-D-Y at wtmj.com. I just took a Steve Bertrand Travel group to England in October, and we had a wonderful time, uh, made new friends. I'm actually going to have dinner with a couple of the couples in a couple of weeks. So if this is uh, a birthday month for you, like it is for my friend Tim, Treat yourself to the gift of travel. This is going to be an Ireland adventure. I'd love to travel with you. Again, I'll send you that brochure, sandy at WTMJ.com or 847 606 6065 if you want to call Steve Bertrand Travel directly. And from Ireland to Egypt. Where can you experience Egypt and the afterlife in Milwaukee tomorrow? That's next on What's On Tap on News Radio 620 WTMJ. That is the dramatic music that you hear as part of the immersive exhibit. National Geographic's Beyond King Tut, which has been at the Baird Center for, gosh, almost a couple months now, but tomorrow is the last day you can have fun with the Pharaoh. I'm Sandy Max with What's On Tap, where you can experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. And the Beyond King Tut exhibition checks both boxes. You can experience the world from right here in Wisconsin. And... I really, really enjoyed the Van Gogh, or Van Gogh, however you like to say the artist. That exhibition was really immersive, and so I feel like that really raised the bar for all the other immersive exhibits. And this is right up there. It's, when you get into the immersive projection space, it's all four walls, there's a ship in the middle that has a mast that has the projections on it, and it even gets projected on the floor, which brings you in even more with the storytelling. And it's if you like history, if you like science, if you like mythology like I do, this is a really fun way to spend. You can walk through it in an hour. You can spend more time if you want to, but I'd say it's a, it's a it's a great hour for all ages. It brought back so many memories of how much I enjoyed Egyptology as a school kid, particularly the mythology, but the whole mummification process, and it's told in a very interactive, interesting way. There's audio tour that you can go with it. Uh, about nine rooms, but it's really a colorful, creative way to tell stories. And photography is allowed. You can get a photo with an Egyptian god like Anubis when you walk in. But it's it's just a really compelling way to experience what you might think might be boring, like uh, history. It's really fun. And there's a virtual reality experience with 3D models of the artifacts and you kind of fly over the pyramids. That was a fun experience. And I even learned that Egyptians like to play board games. And it's called Senate. And my boyfriend and I played and they know most of the rules, but not all of them. So you can kind of make it up. But it's kind of like Candyland meets Cribbage, if that makes sense. So I had a good time playing that. And you can play Senate. Senate. But you really get to get up close and understand the family tree and also understand, interestingly enough, the politics of the time because the king before King Tut was his dad and had a very different way of ruling. And then when the nine-year-old boy becomes king, all of his advisors decide to go back to the original way and unify Egypt. There are just a lot of interesting parallels between society now and then. And then you just get into the immersive display where you truly go into the afterlife and the underworld, but you also get these great aerial views of Egypt today. And you really learn about what kind of dedication it took. It took years. It took eight years of thinking that that's where the, t- the King Tut's tomb was. And then about eight more years to excavate and get into it. And the, what's super special about King Tut's tomb, everything was in order just the way the Egyptian priests would have set it up. And there were 5,000 artifacts that were found there. So it's a great way, immersive really is the right word, to get into the history of Egypt and be amazed by the artistry, the gold, the jewelry, all the different specific pieces of furniture and utensils that were used in the mummification process. So I had a really good time. you got till tomorrow night to enjoy it. It's the last day. I think think the King Tut exhibition kind of got overshadowed by all the holiday lights in December. If you were going to go out, you were going to do something like that and get in the Christmas spirit. Well, you can get into the Egypt Cleopatra spirit. And if you watch our uh, YouTube stream on WTMJ on the YouTube channel, you can see uh, some images of just how compelling this presentation is and get an idea of what it's like and now there are also some pretty good discounts and if you have a sixth grader in your house sixth graders get in free so look that up online uh, it is king beyond king is the is the website if you want to have fun with the pharaoh tomorrow is your last day at the baird center now when i told my mom how much i enjoyed beyond king tut she immediately started singing a song you can probably guess what that song is, and it's the song you need to hear. It'll make you laugh. Next on What's on Tap on WTMJ.
1: And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear.
0: Most blogs going to be playing at 10, these go to 11. I'm Sandy Max, and in honor of the experience that I had at beyond king tut the immersive experience i enjoyed it so much i went twice honestly i had to play this song as soon as you think king touch steve martin had a novelty song back in the 70s and uh he called himself steve martin and the toot uncommons get it and he did a song called king touch it's the song you need to hear tonight the boy made Steve Martin and the Toot Uncommons performing King Tut, a novelty song. That's the actual single, the 45 that came out in 1978. But if you uh, scratch around on YouTube, it's not too hard to find uh, his first performance of that song on Saturday Night Live. As novelty songs go, that one holds up. It still makes me laugh in 2023. And it was a Great excuse to play that song after going to see National Geographic's Beyond King Tut. The immersive exhibit tomorrow is the last day at the Baird Center. If you want to go uh, with a date or with your family, I can highly recommend it. It's cinematic. It's creative. It's colorful a good time baird center tomorrow last day for beyond king tut and thank you so much for uh joining me i hope you were entertained and informed thank you very much to head brewer at gathering place brewing company matt sis who joined me if you missed his list of top five non-alcoholic beers to help you get through dry january because remember He's a brewmaster. He knows that beer flavor and that beer texture that's important. You can hear that list on our podcast. You can go to WTMJ.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That will be up probably in about an hour. The show isn't even finished yet. Uh, If you are enjoying Dry January or at least trying Dry January, you can enjoy it more by stretching that out. Try some non-alcoholic beers or non-alcoholic wines. If you didn't already know, um, tomorrow, N-A-Day M-K-E, it's a non-alcoholic beverage festival at the Cooperage that Milwaukee Record has been doing for three years. Non-alcoholic beers and seltzers, hop waters, which is a new thing to me that Matt Sizz was telling us about. Mocktails, craft sodas, kombucha. That should be a lot of fun tomorrow at the Cooperage. Also, Loopy & Iris, one of the best restaurants in the city, they are having a mocktail dinner with pairings. That is Sunday, January 14th. Uh, The N.A. Soiree is what gathering place brewing company in tosa their tosa tap room saturday january 20th is their na soiree and that is where they're going to unveil their new hop waters of calypso lime and eureka grapefruit and sample other non-alcoholic drinks and there are also other bars around town where you can enjoy non-alcoholic drinks one of my favorite places to go eat a true supper club is the Five O'clock Steakhouse downtown near Marquette's campus, like Twenty Seventh and Wells? Well, they're having clocktails this month, so you can, if your buddy's having an old fashioned, you can just. Elbow right up and get a no-hito or a low-sugar carry grant. So, Clock Tales at 5 o'clock Steakhouse, Double Dutch Tavern downtown, also serving non-alcoholic beverages, and Sugar Maple in Bayview. They've always had a non-alcoholic menu. So, if you sniff around and you still want to be social, because I know the Packers game is coming up on Sunday, tell you what, if you're going to a buddy's party, the way non-alcoholic beer is packaged and tastes now, you can just take a six-pack, put it in the cooler, and People won't even know that you're stretching out your dry January. So uh, if you're trying it out, good luck. I'm in there with you. I've been posting daily updates on uh, my progress, dry January. And then again, there is no shame in the game. That's why they call it damp January. If you make it for a few more days and then you want to have a social drink, no problem. It's just a a nice reset and a way to maybe get in touch with your habits and also hopefully sleep better, have better skin, and uh, just... Hit that reset button. I'm Sandy Max. I really appreciate you listening. You can catch up on past episodes of What's on Tap, including remembering Bobby Rivers and some other fun conversations that we have had over the past year. Go to WTMJ.com or wherever you get your podcasts and enjoy What's on Tap. Have a great weekend. Hope your year is off to a great start. And keep it here on News Radio 620 WTMJ.